Hello, Common we are back. scary heads. We're back after a year. Has it been? Yeah, it was a, last a October. We did Halloween. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. then another one you, that you guys did without me. But Round two. I think that was old two. people. Oh, yeah. That was like an offensively bad. <laughs> I know. I never, never saw it. But... but let's just call this season premiere. Common scaries, just in time for Halloween. And this one's different. We're you, also filming it. You introduce what this is while I get my charger. Okay. So, basically, I had the idea. I'm like, let's do a, like, top... Well, we're each doing our top five favorite horror movies because it is October. And, um, yeah, it's spooky season. Um, we're going to each give our top five. We're going to see if any of them are the same. I have a feeling at least one of them will be. But we'll see. Um, we'll talk about him a little bit and just say some things we like about him. So Carl has prepared notes and I did not. So I'm just going to be winging it. I also am I actually, severely I congested actually, right now. So I definitely sound insane. I actually didn't <laughs> prepare notes. I'm actually, this is all coming okay, straight fine. off the dough. All right. Mine's coming straight out of this wine glass. So we'll see. And this wine glass. Does this look cool? I can't see it. Um, sure. Delicious. Wait, no. You know what we should do? We should each do our top... We should work from the bottom up each, and then before the first one, like 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 watch oh. Mojo, like watch like Mojo. Watch Mojo. <laughs> then we okay. do honorable okay. mentions before we reveal our number one favorite horror movie. Uh, one of my honorable mentions was. Um, oh wait, I thought one. we're not doing the honorable. I thought we're doing oh. the honorable mentions like okay, okay, we'll watch Mojo. Okay, we'll wait, cut wait. that. You cut cut that cut that. My number my number five top five favorite horror movie is Talk to Me which I just saw um, recently. It just came out, like, last month. I loved this movie, and... Talk I, to me about it. <laughs> I didn't realize how much I loved it until I was making this list. Um, it just had everything that I, that I like in a horror movie. Like, if you put all these elements down on paper, it's like, that is a movie that Bria will like. Um, I like... A little bit of, you know, obviously this is going to be a spoilers episode, I, I think. I'll, I'll do my best to not be too overt about it, but I like a little bit of gore, but um, uh, to me, gore is like more scary when there's like an emotional charge behind it. Um, it's the reason why I like some of the other movies on this list. There's just this sense of dread that goes on the whole time that um, makes the fear more real. I also like um, the whole... I don't know. It, it felt more realistic because of the, like, teenage, like, party aspect, like, treating, like, being possessed as a drug. Um, I don't know. I, I really, really liked it. I felt deeply uncomfortable and scared the entire time I was watching this movie. But at the end, I just got the high that you get from a good horror movie that really just shook you. So I was not disappointed. And I had this movie hyped up to me, too. I was not disappointed at all. Um, it's great. I really hope these guys, these YouTubers that made this movie, do something else like it because, uh, yeah, I like what these Australians have going on with their horror movies. So, yeah, top. that's my number five. Yeah, I love this movie. I feel like this is definitely the best horror movie of the year yeah. for me, probably. There's one that may have some competition with it. Yes. We may talk about it later. But... I agree. I feel like this is the first time, or like one of the rare times in modern years that a horror movie has actually been scary. Yes. Really. I feel like yes. it's just like a couple of year we get that are... Yeah, and a couple of the other two from like the last 
you know, five years are also on my list. But this was the is the most recent one that has hit all of those points for me. Um, you know, it's more than just like like some other. This isn't on anything, I don't think. But some other movies that came out in the past couple years, like Smile, which I thought was great, but that's like very much Friday night horror movie with your friends. Mm -hmm. So it's like Saw X, which we just well, I saw Carl. I saw some of it, Carl and then I fell asleep. Some of it and then fell asleep. I loved Saw X, but it was still. I was just like, I don't know. I'm like cheering in my seat with these girls next to me. It's different than like this movie made me feel like deeply disturbed and i love that so yeah talk to me was great the acting is great i think this the is... music is really good too the music is really really good i think this is one of the only modern movies that really show like the modern 2023 experience but not and, like, cringy a, yeah and like young people but without yeah without being cringy i don't know if there's a better way felt... to say that but it's like very it seems very clearly that young people made this movie. Yeah, but that makes it seem just, like, more realistic because it's so important to the plot, the fact that they are, like, teenagers. And then that, in turn, makes it more scary when shit, you know, gets real because, like, I, I fully accepted this is a real scenario. Um, yeah, and, like, pretty much everyone who made this movie who was in this movie is not, like, really known, and so I love that, too. Like, I, I don't know, acting was great. Yeah. Did you hear something weird? No, we can't do we can't do this right now. Love talk to me. And I'm gonna go oh, okay, so my number five is Raw. The uh, French film from twenty sixteen. The uh, first film directed by Julia Giacono. And the background is gonna change to it right now. Wow. And now movie this is magic. the raw movie magic. Raw trailer. I love this movie. Um, uh, this director also directed Titan, which won the Palme d'Or at Cannes. Or yeah, I think this movie was also at Cannes, as you can see on the screen there. Uh, but this movie is about a, a young girl just entering college to be a veterinarian in France, and she's a vegetarian. And during a freshman hazing ritual, right there, <laughs> she's forced to eat a rabbit kidney. And then she develops a taste for meat. Yeah, I love In this many movie too. Ways. I love, love, love this movie. Especially, I wish this is one of those movies I wish I could watch for the first time again. It's, yeah. it's a good rewatch, but it's just never going to be the same for me as the first time I saw it. I think I feel like this like feels kind of similar to Talk to Me in a way where it's like a first-time filmmaker, and they're really just trying to push the boundaries yeah. right away. They're not constrained by, you know, like years of being in the industry and knowing like this is what a horror movie is, and they're just trying something new and different. Yeah. And it totally works. And um, this is the same for me as, like, Talk to Me, where it's, like, gory stuff, but, like, with, like, I've been built up this whole time, and I, I believe everything so much that, like, it just makes it way different on, like, a more realistic level than, like, a Saw movie or something like that. Yeah. The acting is really good um, from these French actors. And this, one of my favorite horror movie scores... 
This was actually the score of this movie was a big influence on the score for my movie, The Universe Where, which you can watch on Amazon.com or Tubi.com. Um, the score, which is done by our mutual friend, yes, Molly. Yes, Molly Silva. Big shout out. Big shout out. Um, I talked to them a lot about Raw and the Raw score. This is a kind of like European French movie that would never get made in like the Hollywood studio system. They had two months to shoot this movie, which if they were making this movie in America, it would have been like super low budget. You'd probably show, shoot it in like three weeks. But, you know, in France, in Europe, it's a different system. They make weirder movies, but they also make uh, a lot fewer movies. Right. Another connection between this and... I don't, yeah, I don't know. The French got something going on. I love, I've been very into foreign horror movies lately for that reason, because I feel like it's less predictable for me. I'm, like, used to, like, American horror, I think, for the most part, especially before, like, the last five years, before, like, Ari Aster stuff, is very, just very predictable, and I don't know, the same sort of patterns. Predictable for me, because I live here and I watch these movies, you know what I mean? So to see... Even for Talk To Me, like, I don't know if there's, like, much of an Australian horror movie culture or anything, but I liked the things that were different about that that I wasn't expecting. Another connection between this movie and Talk To Me, um, I like how, I don't know, Talk To Me is very, there's a lot of the tension is coming from the fact that it's, like, these party scenes. They're trying to impress their friends, and, like, a lot of the tension in Raw is, like, she's, like, getting into veterinary school, and her parents are vets who went through this program, and her... And her sister, her older sister, is a vet who went through the program. And, like, there's a lot of pressure on her with these, like, hazing rituals that are very intense to, like, to push through and, like, do it. And I don't know. So there's that, like, pressure to impress on top of the scary shit. And growing up is scary anyways. Yep. That's Not true. Not really knowing who you are, who you're going <laughs> to become. Any, there's, there is a series of events out there that if it happened to you would turn you into a murderer. Really? That's just totally... I feel like that's just totally true. Oh, man. I don't know. It's got, I, mean, <laughs> I don't like, know if I can accept how, that. Just that's how that happens, you know? And I feel like this is a movie that kind of shows that in a very, I think, a more realistic way than most horror movies would handle this material, and that's what makes it so much more scary. Yeah. Because it's like... It's also this just, happen to you. if you need just like a, uh, in the best way, a just like gross movie, I feel like this is one for you in a very good way, in a beautiful way, almost like, you know, yeah, I mean, look at the, so the colors yeah. and everything, just like looking at it. it's the grossest shit you've ever seen, but it looks like perfect. And the music is incredible. Mm -hmm. I'm a big, if the music is bad in a horror movie, that takes away like 50% of how much I'm going to like it. And the opposite, obviously, if it's good. And I completely agree with Carl. The music in this is, like, incredible. But this is a great movie. Highly recommend. Bria, what is your number four? I forgot. Wait, no, I didn't. No, no, no. I remember. I remember. I remember. My number four. This might be a hot take. I don't know. I don't think... We already had this conversation. I don't think everybody would consider this a horror movie. But I very much do. It is The Silence of the Lambs. Um, I was basically raised on this movie, like, far too young. The first time I saw this movie, I was probably eight or nine years old, and it was, like, broken up by my parents being like, oh, shit, we forgot about this part, and fast-forwarding through it, because my parents just love to show us their favorite movies from the time that, you know, we 
could watch movies. So, um, you know, but then I rewatched as I got older and was able to see like the whole thing. And it just made a really big impact on me. I also read the book. This made such an impact on me that I have a, if you've seen my moth tattoo, that was for this movie. I like, I love this movie. Um, I love Jodie Foster. Love, love, love. One of my favorite actresses ever. One of my top three favorite actresses and one of the others is going to be coming up as well in my picks. Um, the way it's shot is incredible. There's so much just like, um, and I feel like Tarantino does this too. Exactly like that. Just like, what's it called? I don't know. I'm just You're staring right around myself. Staring but right yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's just dead on. Yeah, yeah. And it's a conversation between the two of them. You're just like, there's so much, we're seeing so much of it now. Um, and the end of this movie has one of, I think, the scariest scenes in, like, maybe any movie. Because it's realistic, like, scary. Um, I sent Carl a TikTok earlier. I could say I read it in an article, but I'm not. I'm going to be just just shameless here. I sent Carl a TikTok this morning about um, how there's a common themes in a lot of, in a lot of my picks today, including this movie, that are um, a lot about like a woman sort of unraveling and getting scared and maybe and getting maybe a little bit hysteric. Um, I think a, a movie like this, it would make sense that it might be, I'd love to do a poll or something, it might be scarier to women or people who aren't men just for the sense um, of the fear it elicits. Um, the killers in this movie like target women the, there's a very intimate relationship that goes on between this like incredibly smart serial killer and this just like junior fbi agent um and it's and sort of a lot is resting on her shoulders to figure this out um i just think jodie foster is incredible I, I, obviously like everyone in this movie is incredible um some really iconic scenes so yeah love this one Always will. The book is great, too. Yeah. This yeah. is just one of the best movies out it's there. It's just awesome. Yeah. It's such perfect casting. Not just the actors, but Jonathan Demme as a director. Yes. Someone who is mostly n not known for horror at all. Just, like, the opposite. Like, human, like, dramas and comedies. And I think he's the exact person to find the humanity in a character so evil yeah. as Hannibal Lecter inherently and sort of like a similar thing of but also like like he's evil but he's like but you get but he's kind of like the good guy of this movie which is so weird because like he's kind of the one who's you helping her you love him you love every scene that he's in because he's like helping her solve the case of like this other killer and I love that about this movie too it's like this person who is supposed to be so bad is like you know very much involved is the key piece in stopping this other bad person and it, nobody's all good or bad. In terms of if the audience is going to be on the side of a character, it's crazy how <laughs> how much murder they have to commit to offset them being, like, funny. <laughs> in yeah, terms of, like, you still true. liking them. No, I love Hannibal Lecter. You know, every time, yeah, every scene, it's just like, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, and You're onto something. the only, <laughs> I believe, the only horror movie to win Best Picture... At the Oscars, was one this of movie? I didn't was know that. Signs of the Lambs, one of only three movies to win all of the big five best picture, director, actor, and actress, and screenplay. It rules. It's awesome. Um, Jonathan Demme, you know, that is funny you say that because another recent fave of me of Car me and Carl's has been Stop Making Sense. Um, same director, yes, very interesting. I love those are two of my favorite movies for very different reasons. But... I like the talking heads now. Yeah. 
yeah, Carl, yeah, Carl and I went to see that. I love that's another family fave in my house that I've been watching since I was young. So yeah, you know, almost no connection between those movies, but the things I like about about the two of them are similar, you know, in a weird way. Yeah, I feel like we were kind of like have sort of like a chain where it's like talk to me to Raw is the A twenty four movies, and then Raw took Time to the Lambs, the Cannibal section. Yes, yes. And now. Moving on. Oh, and also, wait, fun fact. Chris Isaac is in this movie, the singer, who is, like, my mom's favorite singer. And he's, he's like, a cop during, like, you know what, I'm what scene I'm talking about? He, like, because every time yes. we watch this movie, I'm I like, there he is. Um, I don't know. He's my mom's favorite singer, and just so, yeah. I, I've seen this movie a thousand times with my parents, and every time she's like, ah, that makes, Chris Isaac. <laughs> that makes sense, because Jonathan Demme did so many, like, music documentaries. Yeah. Yeah, I think he just did it for fun, too. I think he's just sort of like, sure, I'll be. I'll do, like, a little cameo. I would say, knowing you, I would have thought that this is... I would say, if someone asked me what your second favorite movie of all time is... You would say I would say The Silence of the Lambs. Probably of all time, because... But that's different. So why number three? This is number four. Number four. Because we're in horror movies. And I have horror movies that I like more than this... That scare me more than this movie. So what changes in the criteria... What changes in the criteria of greatest movie versus greatest horror movie? Are you looking uh, more specifically at the scary elements? Well, I mean, I don't know. You, this is where we're going to get into the conversation of you thinking favorite and greatest are the same, which I don't know where I stand on that. But this movie is just like one of my favorite movies. I don't, but there are movies that have scared me more. So those are going to be right. closer to my favorite okay. horror movies. But this like movie is, it, as depraved as it is, will always hold like a special place in my heart, which sounds insane, but it will. Yeah. Um, it's nostalgic for me, too. Yeah. I do think from, like, a technical standpoint, it's hard to find a better movie, period. But then... But would you even yeah, call this there's... a horror movie? I don't know. You, you weren't sure. I don't know. I'm it's not on my too, list. but I had to include it because I love it so much. Here's the thing. If, if you didn't include it on your list, I probably would have put it on my list. But since it was on yours, you I was did like, do it on I'll just say it's not a horror movie yeah. just so we, have we did do an episode on this one with my mom right that was a good episode um what what would you say is my favorite movie interstellar oh yeah yeah it is see this is what i mean i forget what my favorite thing starts my mind just goes blank i'm like i've never seen a movie <laughs> what <laughs> what's a movie yeah maybe no, interstellar is my favorite movie of all time and i would say this is probably may, maybe one day we time. do a, a a common a common starry for common interstellar starry. It's kind of scary. I don't know. There's yeah. things about Interstellar that feel like a horror movie. Okay, anyway. so now. My, number four. My number four is I'm going to try to get the virtual background up extremely swiftly. Not going to leave you in suspense for too long of my number four, which is the film called The Witch. Um, directed and written by Robert Eggers. This movie, um, I would not have had this movie on my list a couple of months ago. When this movie came out, it was like 16, 17, I was working at the movie theater. I thought the trailer was so cool. I was so excited to see it. Um, and I liked it, I appreciated it in the theater, but I think I just thought it was a little too much of a slow burn. I was not really expecting that. Um, you know, it was Robert Eggers' first movie. A24 wasn't so much a brand then as it is now. Uh, so I had different expectations, but then, within the recent months, my sister Claire and her fiancé Josh, shout out to them, their friend group, 
was apparently having a fierce debate about whether the witch is good or bad. I don't know how long this debate was going on for, but then they had, like, a big viewing party at their house where we all watched The Witch, and it was so clear, it was like, this is, like, a masterpiece movie. And I feel like in that moment, I realized that this movie subconsciously influenced so much of, like, any, like, horror writing I do is, I feel like Damn. it's so influenced by this movie. I wow. didn't even realize it. But it just creates such, like, a world. And Robert Eggers was a production designer before he was a director. And he was very committed to having, like, period authenticity to the production design. And they had, like, people who really knew how to make the stuff with the tools from the time Damn. making the sets. And I think that that's, like... I think this was one of the main movies, too, that, like, really made me realize that the production design is really one of, like, the most important possible things for a movie. Because I feel like a lot of, you know, beginning filmmakers or student filmmakers get so obsessed with, like, the cool shots and the cinematography or the dialogue and the acting. But if you don't believe the world that you're being shown, right. you're not going to believe the performances in the world. That's been, like, a common thread throughout all of our top picks so far, too, I feel like. Is great just believable production worlds. design. Yeah. Also, Silence of the Lambs, great production design, also. Just yeah. had to shout that out. Um, it looks, yeah. Yeah. What do you think of this movie? Oh, okay. I'm like, I wish I would 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 have been at that party because I was in like the same position as you before. You know, Carl comes comes back from Wisconsin. Is like, okay, I take it back. The witch is awesome, and I don't know. I've only seen it once, and I didn't really like. I just remember not feeling that influenced by it or scared by it. Um, I don't know. I was also having with my parents and everyone's having a hard time understanding these people. That is a, so, a, if it's your first time watching it, watch it with the subtitles because Yeah, they do, and we didn't realize that for a minute. They were like, "Okay, I don't know." They do <laughs> what speak really again like the devotion to the period accuracy. The dialogue is very much how they would speak in like the 1700s. So it can be a little difficult to follow the story. Yeah, maybe it's also... I wonder if I also just struggle with not being scared by it because I'm like, damn, like, what's the problem? Like, she's badass. Like, you know, I don't know. I love the witchy vibes of, like, it's not scary to me. You're rooting like, for the witch. Yeah, yeah. Even when the, the sun is, like, possessed and poisoned and I don't even remember that, but I feel, I feel like the whole time until... The, I don't even remember that much of it, but I feel like the whole time I was just, like... Knowing what I know about this period and the Salem witch trials, I'm just like, as a witchy girl myself, I'm like, maybe they might have been doing some stuff here and there, but I really just don't think that, like, she's capable of causing all this, like, craziness, you know? I don't know. I need to watch it again. I, after hearing this, like, I very much want to watch it again. Um, also, yeah, this movie... I need a chance to... I need, it needs another chance. I gave another of my honorable mentions that we'll get to another chance recently, and now it's, like, on my honorable mentions, and I hated it before. So. I don't even remember what that is. We'll get there. We'll get, we'll get there. there. I don't want to So know. maybe this could be the same thing. I definitely want to try this one again soon. Could be. Also, this movie I gave love us... the part where the ladies are just, like, dancing naked, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's, that's the scary like, part. No, that's vibes. <laughs> I'm like, yes. And they're eating the children? <laughs> like, girl dinner. <laughs> a baby, that's girl dinner. A crush of baby. If you're... If... I don't... Okay, maybe we'll... Just ground up in a 
Was it the mortar and pestle? I don't remember was that. that See, I don't even remember a baby being involved. I was just like, oh, the, yes, feminism. The trailer all is these, the baby. All these girls are, like, naked dancing. I'm just like, yes, feminism. Like, why are they getting in trouble for that? They're just vibing. They're just, you know. That's true, maybe but they also... they took some mushrooms or something. I respect it, like... Also, this movie gave us Anya Taylor-Joy. Yes. The first movie. She She's rocks. great. I love the menu. I feel like people clown on the menu. I think it's crazy I want to, see to the like menu. the menu. But, oh, but wait. I, it's just cool. It's like One a thing cool, about fun movie. Her as an actress is now my parents love her after they watched um, The Queen's Gambit. They think she's beautiful, mm. which she is. She is beautiful. They love her. But when I went to see um, the M. Night Shyamalan Switch, um, is that what it's called? Split. 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 When we went to see that, my parents left that movie and all they could talk about was her face. They were just like, I think, you know, it's, it's one thing to have a unique look, but I think her eyes are just too much. They're just too far apart. And I was no, just like, did I you really take eyes. anything else? I love it too because I love looking because she has an interesting face. I, my favorite actresses are not like all perfect looking and beautiful. They're all people who have like an interesting, unconventional face that there's something different about it that I want to keep looking at it like on yeah. the screen. Like I'm Captivated by it, so I, I love her. I, I love, feel like love, love, love her. That's definitely an advantage for like movie stars, especially because you're like, that's them. It's like no one else could do what they do because what they do is in acting. It's inherently tied to just who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. So if you have a look that's very striking, that's like all of your roles are going to be imbued with that sort of. Yeah, no, she was like born be to be on the screen because she does yeah. like look different, yeah. I think. And she's, be- she's obviously beautiful, but she just doesn't look, there's not a lot of people that look like her. And it's like, it makes me want to see every movie she's in because I enjoy looking at her face, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And she's also and she's just talented. an interesting performer. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan of her. I do want to give this movie another try. Okay, what is your next, your number three? Um, yeah, I know it. Okay, my number three is Hereditary. So we can finally get into Ari Aster territory, um, which is normally something I always want to talk about, so I had to really keep that down for a minute. Um, Ari Aster in this movie specifically just... I always liked scary movies growing up. This is what ignited the passion in me for horror, was this movie. I did not know that. No, this 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 movie and his style of movie. Like, specifically, th- this movie, I feel like... Um, and the pi- Yeah, yeah. Pioneer... Like, now a lot of movies, like, Talk To Me, obviously has a lot of influence from this mm-hmm. movie. Obviously a lot of Ari Aster stuff going on. And so... But I think he just kind of... He kind of broke a wedge into the repetitive just like sort of like um you know especially paranormal horror movies that again we're talking about especially in the united states that you see over and over and over again like like the friday night movies you go to with your friends and some of them are scary and a lot of them are not scary but none of them are this scary none of them are this scary and i remember i was in high school when this movie came out It it was my senior year and I went to school in Salt Lake City, and um, so this was a Sundance movie, and so everyone was talking about it, and all the headlines were like, scariest movie ever, said everybody at Sundance. And so I went with my um, boyfriend at the time in high school after, like, I was out of rehearsal for a play, and then, so it was really late, I really wanted to see it, I'm like, no, we have to go. So we didn't leave the movie until, like, almost 2 o'clock, <laughs> and um, I... This movie scared me so bad. I mean, I feel like everybody's seen it by now, but obviously the 
first crazy scene, you know, like 30 minutes into the movie, I was literally like, I looked at him and like, we got to go. I was like, I can't do this. I'm going to throw up. Like, we have to leave. I tried to walk out of the theater and he was like, no, just stay. And thank God, because now I freaking love this movie, even though I didn't sleep for three weeks after I watched it. I did not sleep for three weeks. Also because it was shot in Utah. So as I remember... I'm driving home from the movie and just everything, it's dark and everything around me with the trees and the mountains just looked exactly like this movie. And, you know, there's like the car scene and stuff. I was just like, oh my God, that I was in my house, like <laughs> trying to just like get to my room and go to bed. And I felt like I was seeing like naked men in all the corners and stuff and Tony Collette on the ceiling. And so, oh, that's my other thing. Tony Collette, this, the other actress in my picks that I just absolutely love. Love this woman. I've loved everything she's done since United States of Terra, her TV show. I think she's absolutely incredible, one of the most underrated actresses ever. She can do literally anything. She can, she can do literally any style of acting, um, and, but she's especially good at this, like, disturbing shit. So, um, yeah, I love how this was the perfect movie to set the example of kind of like what I was talking about in Talk To Me, how, like, it shows some shocking things, but this movie even less so. This movie is hardly gory. There's a couple things that you see for, like, a split second, but it is mostly just, like, pure dread. Like, you just feel like you just really empathize with the characters. And I have never, you know, had any sort of horrific experiences like that happened in this movie. But I felt like I did in that moment, so much so that I wanted to leave the theater. So after it, like, rips your heart out and makes you feel like you are going to die, then it starts scaring you. And I like the time it takes. Um, this is another movie I wish I could see again because I'm not sure, you know, the next time a horror movie has this much of an impact on me as when I saw this one, like sleeping with the lights on for three weeks, like that'll be something. So yeah, this one rules. Love Hereditary. Yeah, and this is another movie like Talk To Me, like Raw, like The Witch, first time director, who doesn't give a fuck about the rules, just doing something totally new, and it pays off, and it works out. And, you know, A24 has a good eye for this kind of movie, yeah. clearly, and... This started their, like, brand. They're like, oh, this is our thing now, after yeah. this movie, too. Yeah, this was, I mean, it was, I think it was their biggest hit at the time that it came out. And I remember, like, my dad, would, like, reading the newspaper, being like, oh, we should go see this movie Hereditary. People are saying it's, like, the new The Exorcist. Yeah. And I'd and say I it like was. It I wasn't even, I was like, yeah, I want to go see the scariest movie ever made. And I wasn't even prepared. It literally shocked me to my core. Like, that feeling I had when I first saw that movie, like, will never leave me. I can recall it at any time. Yeah. Um, and I love Talk To Me. I don't know if Talk To Me had um, quite the same impression on me, but it was very similar. Um, it, it's just not it quite, there's a lot of comparisons being made between the two, but it's just not quite the same thing. There is a lot of similarities, though. Um, they look kind of similar. They look kind of similar. I think the feeling of just utter dread is kind of similar. And they're both similar scares and stuff. But, like, that, that, the thing about this movie, too, I got in so many heated arguments with my brother when this came out because this movie also made me realize that different types of horror scare different people. So it's you're never going to really be able to decide what is the best horror movie of anything because it's just going to depend person to person. Carl and I just happen to have a lot of the same tastes, I think, in horror movies. But my brother, when he saw this, was like, it wasn't scary at all because what scares him is, like, jump scares. And this movie has, like, zero 
Like, I don't think it has a single one. Every, the closest mm. things that you can call like a jump scare are things that you just sit on for so long until you realize there's something so wrong right. about the, what you're looking at. The scares are that the, the what you're looking at is actually What's happening so is scary, scary <laughs> yeah, as opposed yeah. to just... Boop. Bah, bah. Just the, the inherent reaction to... Yeah, and that's just never been my fave, you know? It's fun sometimes, like, smile, you know? Like, that. that's... It's fun sometimes. I think it can add to a movie. I think it can also just... It is mostly a major scapegoat for just not having a scary movie in the first place. So, yeah. yeah Love this one. When I first saw this movie, I also remember it very clearly. It's just that kind of movie... Where I think for the rest of my life, it's like you remember where you were when you saw Hereditary. Yeah. And I was with my my whole family. <laughs> this my, story is my crazy. My father, my mother, <laughs> and my sister. My other sister was not there. I have two sisters. But anyways, it was like a Sunday morning, 11 a.m. showing. We were the only people <laughs> like the, in the theater. the complete opposite of my time Completely empty theater. And we're just sitting there. And like, I'm sitting like a few seats away from my mom. And I'm just thinking like... She's going to disown me for taking her to see this movie. Like, this is, she's going to never forgive me for letting her watch this movie. And it was so weird. Just, like, seeing... And, like, the movie, it's just, like, this family. And so it was, like, a weird, like, looking at, like, a, a mirror. It's like you see these people on the screen, and then you see these people here in the <laughs> seats. And it's like... I was like, this is a horrible... <laughs> it's like, this is... That really added to the, um, to the disturbing emotional factor of it. Um, but everyone said they liked the movie. Even my mom said she liked it. Is this that you it. took your grandpa to? You don't no, that was The Conjuring. Okay. We took my grandpa to The Conjuring. <laughs> I, I get these two stories confused. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel like my grandpa would not have liked this movie as much as The Conjuring. The Conjuring, that's more of, uh, you know, okay. this is like a, oh, it's Friday night, you're going to go see a horror movie with your friends? Fuck you. Yeah. You're seeing this. You're gonna... Yeah, exactly. And that's what I thought I was doing, you know? Like, and even Talk to Me at least has, like, a little bit more of that element where you can, like, enjoy that. But this movie is just, like, 1,000% pure dread and terrible feelings. And that's, like, what I thought I was getting into when I went to just see it with, like, my boyfriend. And then it was, like... I remember, literally, we weren't allowed to... Obviously, we were in high school, but we weren't allowed to, like, you know, stay the night at each other's houses. We could stay late, but we had to go home was, like, the rules for both of our parents. And so I just remember begging his dad, like, please, can I sleep on the couch? Like, I can't get in my car right now because every time I wanted to look in the review mirror, I'm just, like, picturing that scene. It's gonna be back there. And so, exactly, I'm like, there is a headless corpse in my car in the back seat right now you don't understand i can't go in there i have to stay here because i can't go in my car was like the scariest thing to me so yeah love this love all the dollhouse stuff yeah i mean that's yeah. see that's so utah that is so utah that shot so that stuff is terrific let me see i have no more a24 movies oh really on my list. what no Except not for, even honorable maybe mentions. in the honor maybe the honorable mentions but not now we're getting to new new territory the classics my, uh, come on, where is this? My number three horror film. Is it showing up? Psycho. This was the first horror movie I ever saw in my life. I was 11 years old. I knew nothing about it except I knew that there was the shower scene. Yes, of course. Where With the music. a woman gets killed in a shower and there's the music that I knew from, like, Finding Nemo. 
I said Finding from, Nemo. <laughs> I think they use the music in Finding Nemo. I don't know. It's in so many, yeah, it's so it, many it's things. Impossible like, you know to is. keep track. And so I remember watching the living room. And when she got into that shower, I got up and I ran out of the room because I was like, it's going to happen. And I was just peeking. Oh, that's so cute. I'm peeking around the corner oh, looking at the screen. That's so cute. <laughs> and then it happened and I was like, oh, it's just like a, another scene in the movie. It's not going to like come out and traumatize me. And so then I went back what and watched the rest of the What did you expect to happen? I have no idea. I'd never seen a horror movie before. All oh. I knew was I thought it was going to scare me so bad. I just had to move away from it. Yeah. I still get that way. I'm then, always, you don't really do that anymore, but I'm always like, there's the no, instinct like, to like protect yourself. I, I always like, I always have to have my legs up here when I'm watching something scary. Yeah. I in feel, case I feel like it's, grab it's them. rare now <laughs> that I really get that kind of reaction. But then later in the movie, I feel like you can openly talk about spoilers of Psycho. Yeah. Later in the movie, when, that, that scene right there, when it just came up in the trailer, but like the reveal of the Mrs. Bates skeleton at the end and the scene where, what's his name, Arbogast, the, te- the detective, um, the detective comes in and he gets attacked by Mrs. Bates. Those were the two scenes that I was like, oh my God, like those really scared me so much more than the shower scene just because I was expecting the shower scene and those, they just like come out of nowhere and when you don't realize it's coming, it's still terrifying. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy how, like... And, like, this movie's obviously so iconic that I think you can kind of take it for granted. But the fact that they really set up this person as, like... Yeah. This is a movie about this this woman and her sort of loss of innocence, which is going to steal this money. And... In like yeah, I don't weird... even remember the plot of this movie. I'm really okay. Well, like what? If anyone doesn't remember the plot of this movie, <laughs> I I, I was young when I saw it. Marion Crane is you know a young woman, and she is having sort of an affair with this man, even though they're both single. But it's like the '60s, so it's like we can't oh be seen. Yes, please. <laughs> we can't be seen like together because we're not married. So there was the big scandal between them. And she is just like a totally regular person. Um, And then at her job, a man, she works at like a bank. And a man comes in to deposit $40,000. And he's like bragging about it. He's like, oh, yeah, he's he's just like this rich asshole. And she sees, and in like a just one split moment, she decides she just takes the money. Is that wine not good? No, it's really bad. It's like it's really... spoiled? Should I not even... No. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm not even gonna... That was a I'm terrible even... idea. I don't know what I was try. thinking. I don't know long how long that's been. I don't even remember, like, I've never seen a that bottle in my life. <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I don't even know what that is. There's something from the bar cart that... But anyways, <laughs> Marion Crane steals this money and... Starts driving away, and she's overcome with guilt. She just keeps replaying everything in her head. She's like, are these people after me? You know, and she goes to a used car lot. She's just right away, sell her car and buy a new car with the cash, with some of the cash that she has. And, like, the guy's kind of suspicious. The police are kind of following her. She's like, I got to get out. She pulls over to the side of the road to get some sleep. A cop comes. What are you doing here? 
She's so nervous and racked with guilt. She pulls in. Finally, she sees a motel, the Bates Motel. She pulls in. So she stole a bunch of money, and that's how she got there in the first place. Yes. And she gets there. She talks to the, um, the what is it called? The concierge, Norman Bates, a very nice young man, um, shows her to her room, and then she's... Too overcome with guilt. She decides, no, I'm going to go back and I'm going to return the money. I'm going to face up to what I did. I'm just going to take a shower first. And she gets in the shower and is brutally murdered. And Well, at least she didn't have to deal with what she was going to do about what well, she did. It's better than being dead. No, I think being dead is better. <laughs> this is fun, like a person with anxiety would say, I feel also, like. Because I, I could never steal something just for the fact that I'd be anxious about it. So in, in the it. movie, it was $40,000, which in today's money would be like like $300,000. So it's like a lot of money. Damn. I gotta rewatch this. Yeah. It's terrific. And, um, and that all happened, and that's all, like, the first 30 minutes. And obviously that's, like, the big thing of the movie where, like, at the time, this movie basically invented movie start times. Because before this, it's like, oh, I'm just going to go to the movie. I'm just going to buy a ticket. You walk in during whatever movie is showing, and then you just sit there and you wait for it to end and then start back over again. But what? Then, really? Oh, yeah. You can just you walk just, in at any point during the movie? That's what, I mean, that's what people did. People didn't, like, go at the specific time to see the start of the movie. They would just go in and then... Watch however, then just watch whatever they wanted. Wherever it was movie. at. But then with this movie, Alfred Hitchcock, he was saying, nobody will be admitted after the start of the movie. So this was really the first time, at least, you know, popularly, that a movie had a set time. And that makes a lot of sense because if you enter the movie after the murder happens, it's. Right. Right. You're missing out on, on quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and this is probably, if I could go back in time and see any movie in the theater, I th- it would be Psycho. Just to Damn. see the reactions of people. And it's kind of, it's like weirdly funny in a way how like perverse it is. Where it's like you're shown this, this like morally complicated woman, which I mean even is sort of out of the ordinary for the time have a female character be so three-dimensional and like more risque and really human and she's just a regular person she's trying to go about her life she meets a guy she likes she just wants to have a life with him right and she does in a split in a moment of passion she makes a mistake and is immediately slaughtered because of it damn yeah I gotta see this again. Yeah, I don't have much to say about it because I was, I've was i seen it. I remember bits and pieces, but I was young. This was another one of my parents being like, Let, let's watch our favorite movie. But we didn't, you know, watch it nearly as much as Sense of the Lambs. So I don't remember a lot of it. Gotta see it again. This is also another, maybe the greatest movie of all time in terms of staging actors, blocking, and where you're putting the camera at a technical level. It's just, I mean, Hitchcock is, you know, obviously one of the best at that specifically. And I feel like, I mean, this is my favorite Hitchcock movie, period, unsurprisingly. Damn. 
Yeah, I got. I want to see the birds. My mom was always talking about how the birds traumatized her as a kid. That's her hereditary. Actually, actually, I saw the birds before Psycho, but I don't think I really considered it. Good. I don't think I really considered it like a horror movie or a scary movie. I was just like, this is just a movie about these birds. Really? My mom was always like talking about how it like traumatized her. And honestly, that was probably why I was expecting Psycho to be traumatizing. Because I was like, oh, the birds, that's just a regular movie. But now I'm going to watch a scary movie. Right. It's going to be terrible. Yeah, so that's, um, that's, my, no that's my number three. If you want to, you're, so you're on your number my two My number now. two. Oh, wait. All right. My number two. You thought we were done with A24, Carl, and unfortunately, we're not. My number two is Ari Aster's second movie, Midsummer, and I go back and forth all the time if I like Hereditary and Midsummer better, but I think this one. This one is, I have the giant poster of this that Carl got me in my room, so, you know, this movie, like, I, just the way it looks, I think, is what puts it, because it's very similar, again, in feeling, in terms of dread, the crazy shit you see, like the horrible situation these people are in, um, the realness of the characters. But I think also maybe it's the fact that it's just the, you know, Ari Aster, I feel like he puts this scary, actually really scary stuff on top of the baseline foundation of a drama. He always loves to say that. Like, Hereditary is a family drama and then scary stuff happens. Which is why I think it made it so scary is because like, when I'm so like emotionally gorped already, like that on top of it is what really gets me going. And so um, this one I feel like is like kind of like a breakup drama, like a change in relationship drama. And like, maybe it's scarier for me because that's something I can relate to more at this stage in my life versus like having a family or having kids. Whereas, you know, that someone in that stage might like hereditary better. But um, yeah, I love the, I also just love the psychedelia of this movie. I, it looks beautiful. I love the challenge of a movie that is like, 90% in broad daylight and making that scary. We had like, I feel like all these conversations when we first saw it. Carl and I, Carl took me to this movie, you had already seen it, and then we went and saw the director's cut. Which I prefer, I prefer the Yeah, okay, cut. I go back and forth. Um, I really, really like the director's cut though. If you haven't seen it, would would recommend. There, there's like only one scene in the director's cut that I would take out. But the rest of them are really good in terms of the fact that I think the director's cut adds it there's it doesn't really add that much more scary stuff but it does add like context to the relationship between these two people between Danny and I don't even remember Christian, right? Right? That sounds right. I I, do I always think of the bear. <laughs> I'm always I, like he's the bear yeah, in my brain like in after watching the director's cut you have more empathy for the guy Christian. I felt the opposite because the first time I saw this, maybe again, maybe I just need to experience more life with like men before I saw this movie. But the first time I saw it, I mean, we've, I feel like everyone's seen this movie by this point. Yeah, we're going to talk about spoilers for this movie. If you don't want to just skip, skip ahead, skip ahead to when um, the background changes. So at else. first I, I couldn't, I, the first time I saw it, I was like, I, I love that she made this choice, but I don't know if I believe or that I would have, would have agreed to like kill my boyfriend, you know, to like, to sacrifice my boyfriend. Um, 
to burn him alive. Like, I didn't know if I could fully get behind that. But actually, for me, I empathized with him less in the director's cut because the scenes they showed were just mostly him being an asshole to her. And I was just like, all right, kill this guy. Like, now, now I could get behind it fully. Like, I'm with you. So, but then that's where I go back and forth between if I like the director's cut or the original Morris because I don't know if it's better to be fully on team kill the boyfriend or to have mixed feelings about it and be unsure about what you would do, so. Yeah, I just remember the first time I saw the movie, at the end of it, I was like, this guy is like the worst character of all time. I was like, there is nothing redeemable about this guy, and maybe... Maybe I sort of had that as a flaw against the movie. I don't know, but like, wasn't? Do you remember the name of the actor? That guy? No. Yeah. Hold mm -mm. on. I'm gonna look this up real quick. But he is so good at this, and like, he does exactly what you need him to do to be able to like, for yourself, justify what happens to him and everybody. Yeah, Jack Raynor as Christian. Terrific for performance in this movie. Um. Got the flaccid schlong out. Would you love in any movie? Wow, when is that? You love a flaccid he, schlong in every I movie? I feel like you gotta have I that know in the this. movies, you know? In what um, movie? What movie was I just watching that... I, that movie we just watched, uh, Worst Person in the World. Oh, yeah. I was just like, whoa, that's the time you choose to show, like, a dick? Like, I was surprised, but I kind of liked it. It's it was funny. cool. But I, I was just like, movie. damn, like, wow. That's like, of all the times I could have thought about, a dick would be good in this movie right now. It wasn't that that time. It was unexpected. The, um, it was like a dick jump after, scare. <laughs> after they have the... After they are about to break up. Yes. And she leaves the Yes. Apartment. But I mean, but uh, it feels like the perfect time in a weird way also. It's like yeah, vulnerable, no. but... It's like funny too. Also, if you have not seen The Worst Person in the World, highly recommend. It's so sad though. Not that a, movie made me sad. Not a horror sad. movie, but maybe the best romantic drama of modern I'd, times. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really, really liked it, but it also made me sad. But also, it's not the movie we're talking yes, about Yes, back right to now. Midsummer. Um, love this movie. It is very long. But the director's cut is longer. The director's cut is like a full three yeah, hours. But it goes by cut. fast, I feel like. Carl and I got, we. I remember we snuck in Taco Bell and these giant um, the Baja Blasts. Yes, yes. Alcoholic Baja Blasts. <laughs> That's the way to watch this movie. Yes. You need, you need a lot of food and a lot of snacks for the amount yeah. of time. Maybe some weed too. I don't yeah. know. Here, okay, a common thread in all of my all of these horror movies I put on this list is like I watched every single one of them high. I don't know if that's something that like for me I like watching horror movies on like a gummy because I think it makes me more like empathetic and more I feel like they it scares me more because I can understand the brains of the characters more. Yeah. Does See, that make I, sense? I don't really want to do that for a movie that I've never seen before because I feel like in that state, I'm just like in one eye out the other. I'm only think focusing oh, really? on what's happening in that moment. But then if I go by like, who is this person again? Why are they doing this? Oh, really? No, I, just, I like, feel like stuff. if it's a good movie and I'm like, I think I was, uh, I might have been sober for this movie in Hereditary, but like, I don't know. I was definitely high for Talk to Me, and I was it's definitely like, but not like too. You know what I mean? Not like obliterated. Just like five milligram gummy and then I feel like I I also feel like maybe it's an ADHD thing I can pay attention to the movie better and I usually in, 
either enjoy it or don't enjoy it more. I feel like I can make a more solidified opinion on it because I definitely was in, like engrossed in it and watched the whole thing versus being distracted about other things. So Yeah. Also, amazing Florence Pugh performance in this movie. Yes, love absolutely her. Another actress on this list that I that I absolutely love. I feel like she's always good in pretty much everything. But this is just the one. This was another um movie where it's like you just watch this i mean i'd never seen her in anything before but you just watch and you're like oh this person's like immediately a movie star another person yeah another person that i like who it's obvious that like uh, again obviously she is gorgeous she is beautiful but she also i feel like just looks kind of like a person like people do you know what i mean does it look super glamorized in this movie or in her other projects i mean like her you know what i mean like she just (laughs) hi we got cholula on the mic (laughs) um yeah anyway she's beautiful she's an incredible actress she's she is i mean this movie made her like the horror movie actress i feel like she's just good um i love again this movie and kind of similarly to the witch but i i like this more about this movie is i'm like yes girl power kind of at the end i'm just like yes girl boss I feel and her like a lot the women more in this screaming movie than the witch. like yeah I guess uh, maybe I feel like the witch is her and the women screaming together I'm just like yes like when can I get my girls together and let's just have like a screaming session that was like, really that really disturbed me the first time I saw the yeah. movie I was like I don't I was like these noises are just like it's a lot repellent it's, to me it's, it's a just lot sen- in terms of the senses if you were have any like sensory you know issues or sensitivities like. Maybe, I don't know, think about that also, before going to this movie. The opening scene with the um, with the parents and the, the gas tube with the duct tape to their mouth. Yeah, one of the greatest opening scenes to any horror movie ever. Very scary. But didn't you and I have a conversation? You were like, I don't know if that was like, that should have been used for a different movie. Or is that somebody else? I don't know, I don't remember. Because I kind of love it in this movie. I kind of love that it has... I, it, it has nothing like to do with it, but it's so important also. I feel like that's so needed for the it's context of, yeah. her, of her Otherwise, it, from beginning to end, like, the whole the reason they show you all these things, at first it kind of doesn't make sense. But by the end of the movie, you're like, okay, I get it. Because to believe that, like, she would, like, set her boyfriend on fire right now, it's like, it's like I need the context from the beginning of how horrible the death of her family was and the fact that he was going to, like, break up with her. And, like... Just th- that's another like classic Ari Aster. Like, gr- it, I just think he can capture like grief, the true grief that you mm-hmm. feel, and panic when something terrible happens better than like any in horror or not, better than any movie I've ever seen in Hereditary and the beginning, especially of this movie. Yeah, it's I would just say, so real. I would say that Hereditary definitely is that, yeah, like, the peak of that. And like the whole movie, and in the beginning of this movie, I feel like, and when she like calls him, when he's like, yeah. That, I don't know. And it's just good acting, too. But yeah. And the music, both of these movies, music, is phenomenal. Music is great. I think it's the same okay, person. Okay, so um, we've talked about these two Ari Aster movies. While we're on it, do you want to give brief your thoughts, brief thoughts on Bo is Afraid? Yeah, I don't know. The trilogy. See, my, a lot less enthusiasm. I just nerded out for like an hour about those two movies, and I don't have as many feelings on Bo is Afraid, unfortunately. Um, I think you liked it probably more than I did. I like the surrealism of his movies, and, and I said this to you, but 
Bo is Afraid to me is a testament of what he can do with all the money and resources and actors at his disposal, which is different than this first two movies. It's also not a horror movie. I would consider Silence right. of a Lambs a horror movie like 10 times before I would consider Bo is Afraid a horror movie at all. And I, I, at first when he said, oh, it's like a dark comedy or whatever, I didn't believe him because he says that about all of his movies. He's like, no, Hereditary is like a family drama and Midsummer is just a breakup movie. And it's like, okay, yeah, but they're scary. So I thought it would be the same thing, to be honest. I remember listening to an interview of him talking about Midsummer, and he was saying, like, he was like, my next project is not a horror movie. But he says that remember, about all of his movies. <laughs> I remember I sent that to you, and you were very upset about it. <laughs> he was like, it's going to be more of like a Coen Brothers type, like, weird comedy. But it was also not that at all. It was not that at all. I it think was it's just like completely, his, it was like, like a, that through It was like a lens. Salvador Dali painting is is the best way I can describe I really, it. Me, I really appreciated Bo Was Afraid. I love, love the first half of it. In the second half, it, I get a little, it gets a little, what, long-winded? Is that a right word for it? Yeah, it's like it three hours. Like, And my bit I would do is that after I saw it, I would tell people, like, I walked out halfway through Bo Was Afraid because in my theater the fire alarm went off halfway through the movie oh and right and then we had you didn't even see well maybe that's why you like the first half better because i forgot that you had already seen the first half when we went we did cosplay though uh we did it yeah, yeah. as ari aster and nathan fielder yeah at the q a <laughs> yeah. okay um moving on now to my number two which i'm gonna pull up right here which is i'm just gonna say it rosemary's baby Yes. Starring Mia Farrow and... Oh, I love her in this John movie. John Cassavetes. She's another person, especially in this movie, I love just looking at on the screen. Yeah, you know? I think this was the first, like, slow burn horror movie that I watched and really liked. There was a period when I was in high school and first, like, really getting serious about, like, movies and stuff. I would just go to the library and all of the, like, the classic movies that I could, you know, remember the names of, get watched. Especially, I was, like, kind of going through the IMDb Top 250 mm -hmm. as uh, a young film bro was wont to do. And then this one, I just remember, I was thinking, like, okay, this is not, like, scary, but I'm interested in the story. I like these characters. Whoa. And then the ending came... <laughs> Oh, yeah, the green bottle. <laughs> yeah. And then the ending came, and it, like, I feel like I got, like, hit by a truck or something. It was just, like, such a freaky thing that was, like, it's not, like, a scary thing unto itself, but just in the context of, like, like a fairly long movie, like, two hours, 20, and, like, just gradually building, building up everything. It's, like, um what they say about like boiling up if you drop a frog in a pot of boiling water it'll just drop it'll just jump right out mm -hmm. but if you put a frog in room temperature water and slowly turn the heat up it will dry it will right. boil alive and this is very much like that it's like everything is being set up before you even really realize it and i think this movie has the best depiction of what it feels like specifically in a few scenes of what it feels like to be like half asleep and you're kind of hearing what's going on in the outside yeah. world 
but like you're when you're also a little like kid and your mind. mom is like downstairs with her friends and then you're like maybe they'll leave soon and then red red wine turns on and then you're like oh shit they're gonna be here for hours no i don't know what you mean by that <laughs> they know everyone they know they know okay okay yeah um but yeah i i really like this movie um I think the only time I've seen it was with you. I would love to watch it again soon. This is like my grandma's hereditary. I know this for a fact. Whenever I talk about how much this I love horror movies, like hereditary. my grandma is like, that movie scared me so bad. And I think when she used to tell me that, I was like, I wasn't sure if it'd actually be like scary or not, you know, because things are scary to different generations. But when I saw this, I was like, okay, no, this is actually terrifying. I can't even picture my grandma watching I'm this. I'm sure it's scarier like, to a mother too. Yeah. Exactly. This was on the list of uh, in the TikTok that I sent Carl today about like movies specifically about the fear of like the hysteria of a woman that is usually valid. But especially if like the thing about this movie, too, is just the fact that she's being gaslit the whole time. Like that's like just a real thing that women experience all the time. And I've seen other like horror movies kind of try to recreate this exact thing, like false positive with. Alana Glazer. Do you remember that? I didn't see Yeah, it that. wasn't very good. So, a, you know, it's like... There was a 2B like... original movie called Unborn <laughs> that is sort of like this, and I gotta shout this movie out because it seems like the kind of movie that is not very good, but you watch... It's like, it's a lot better than um, you would expect a 2B original movie to be. That's good. So shout out to Unborn on 2B. A pretty good movie yeah i think for the most part though this movie still has like the crown in terms of like pregnancy on it by itself is like a really scary thing for a lot of people i think a lot of people have a natural mm -hmm. like maternal instinct and want that but like i think for other people you also hear a lot of women and people who can conceive a baby talk about how like horrifying that would be for them to have something growing like inside of you um yeah, and I think this movie captures all of that. Um, again, like, yeah, just love looking at Mia Farrow. Her haircut in this movie is iconic. Absolutely iconic. Even though her husband doesn't like it. Even though, what, whatever, Tyra Banks on America's Next Top Model always is giving people makeovers and is like, Mia Farrow. Every time she gives some girl a Mia Farrow pixie cut because she's obsessed with it. So obviously it's an iconic look. Um, yeah. And I think as far as, like, demonic movies go, when I was younger, I didn't really get scared by them. We've also had this conversation. Like, I didn't grow up religious, so I think a lot of... I missed that disconnect for a while when I was younger. Now that I'm older, though, I think I can appreciate them more and do find it scarier. I'm not sure why, but, yeah, I really like this movie. This movie also has one of my favorite performances in all of cinema, Ruth Gordon as the old neighbor who lives next door. Man, she just talks like this. <laughs> is she the one? Could I? Am I can I make the comparison? Is she, isn't she, her character like kind of similar to like in? I feel like this movie sets a lot of like was the a trendsetter too, and things that still have. Obviously, we're still having these scary pregnancy movies that are very clearly even the new American Horror Story this season is like basically just Rosemary's Baby. Um, but anyway, the like crazy like old neighbor lady is she's kind of like I feel like you could compare her to the woman in Hereditary who she meets at the grief counseling, right? I was Where just it's like, say yep. It. That wouldn't have happened without this movie. Also, I forgot to say it before in Hereditary. Shout out to Ann Dowd. 
she is great in that. That's that who I'm talking who she about. Is, yeah, yeah. She's it, terrific. At one first, of my you see her, you get actors. a sense of comfort, and I feel like I felt the same in this movie. It's like, oh, yeah. it's okay. There's like this in nice this movie, she like literally lady. Who's she feels take so care much like like my grandma. Yeah, <laughs> but then it's like as it goes on, you're like, mm, I don't, I don't know, I don't know about her, and then turns out to be. And turns out they're all witches. Yeah, exactly. Not in the girl boss way. <laughs> no. No, this movie <laughs> does not, not have the girl, the girl boss, boss vibe. It doesn't have the girl boss ending. Yeah, okay. Um, Number also, ones. Yeah, oh. or honorable mentions. Oh, on, watch Mojo. I, we've been doing this the so watch long, Mojo. I forgot how, how long is this? Um, I think we've been recording for like an hour and a half. Oh my god. I was, in my mind, I was like, we should make this 20 minutes, but we... No, I, I knew, I knew. Because <laughs> I was like, I was like we're going to spend like 10 do. minutes on each movie. Carl and... and I could also just go to like our, I won't dox us, our local <laughs> bar and have these exact conversations for an hour and a half, so. Yeah, okay, so my, my first honorable mention that I want to say is, honestly, I'm not totally sure if this would be um, I don't mention if it really is in the all-time conversation but this is the kind of movie that I don't think um we would do on this podcast as a commentary My she in order was delivered you should go get it after this yes <laughs> um I feel like this movie would not really be conducive to a commentary so I just want to talk about it here Skinamarink um directed by Kyle Edward Ball except if Kyle Edward Ball ever wanted to come on the podcast, of course we would do a Cinema Rink commentary. Um, but I think this movie just captures the feeling of when you're a child and it's like nighttime and it feels like at night the world just stops existing because it's bedtime and that's the time you go to bed and to sleep. And if you get out of bed to go downstairs to go to the bathroom or get a drink or something, it's like you're not supposed to be there. It's your feels house like different. it feels it feels like you're backstage in yeah. like your own life. It's like you're on the Disney World ride, but you went into the back room right. where you're not supposed to be anymore. And it's just that feeling. And and for me at least, I feel like I would have a feeling where. You feel that fear, and then you're back in bed, and it's like a little bit exciting because it's like it's kind of scary, but you're in bed, so you know no, you're, you're safe. I saw a TikTok like that the other day. It was just like when you go to pee in the winter time, and then you get back in your bed, and you're just so excited that you're back in your bed. Yeah. Um, this movie like is that feeling for an hour and a half. This is, talk about slow burn, and I love a slow burn. I need to see this one again, this is I don't know what to do with my... one of the slowest burns. Yeah, I don't know what to do, like, even on a gummy with my, like, ADHD with this movie, because I liked it, I thought it was really scary, but I was just, like, I don't know, I was just... This I need it, maybe... <laughs> this, I think this is, like, so much a movie where, like, either you're in or you're not in. And, like, if you... I wish like, I would have seen it in theaters. And it's on, you know, it's on Shutter if you want to watch it, if you... Like, after 10 minutes, if you're not into it, you don't have to keep watching Come it. back to it, I feel <laughs> you, like. You don't have to. It's like, you have to if you don't like it at the beginning, you're probably not going to like the whole thing. Yes. I feel like we should go quicker through the honorable mentions. Yeah, okay, so that's my honorable men one of my honorable mentions. Skin and Rink, um, love it. I do think that and Talk to Me are the best 
horror movies since Midsummer. That's my statement. Um, All right. What is your next? I can get behind that. Um, let's do. Wait, I thought this one was in your top five, but I guess I'm wrong. What? You already did yours, Insidious. That's one of my honorable mentions. Okay, well, let's also. do it. So this is both of ours. I love this movie. I love this movie too. And this movie has incredible rewatch value. Incredible. Yes. It is scary every time. And I like this movie and like The Conjuring were came out around the same time. Were the similar like like 2012 mm-hmm. horror movie or like that period of horror movies like pre Ari Aster. Those are the two best in my opinion. But we've watched both of those movies several times since then. Just us yeah. together and I think this one just has better rewatch value. It's scary every time. To yeah, me. I agree. I like. I think in, Insidious, like the movie and the franchise as a whole, is way better than The Conjuring. Okay, that's where we. Even I don't though, know about the franchise. Even of though, this okay, movie. I think the, I think every Insidious movie is good, and I think out of the like seven or eight Conjuring movies, only two of them are good. The first one and Annabelle Comes Home. Okay, I don't like Animal Comes Home, but I... Okay, I like The Conjuring. I don't like The Conjuring 2. But anyway, we're not talking about that. I, I love this movie. I don't know how I feel about the rest of the franchise. It doesn't have the same... I, it just doesn't hit me the way this movie did. It is like... This movie is like one of the ultimate paranormal, demonic movies ever. It, it scared me so mm-hmm. bad. Um, the only negative thing I can say about it, which is where I think I fall off with some of the other movies in the franchise, are, like, some of, like, I think they could have put more money into the costumes and makeup for this movie. Because after seeing Talk to Me, another, God, I should have mentioned that about it, the makeup in Talk to Me was incredible. I'm always one, I'm like, don't show me the thing. If it doesn't look scary, I don't want to see it. Skinnamarink is proof that you don't have to see the scary thing for it to be scary you do not have to so unless you are 100% confident that's going to be super scary don't show it some of the things in this movie I'm like I don't know if that's fully scary but the red demon guy in this movie looks scary I could you know when I'm the, the other thing I like about it is the whole scene one of my favorite scenes in any horror movie is when the medium Elaine right that's her name um it's Elaine right I'm pretty sure. I think so. I'm going to look it up. Okay, anyway, she's, like, looking at the ceiling, and she's, like, describing the demon. And you're just looking at the black corner as, like, her, like, her assistants are, like, transcribing what she's seeing. Elise. And that's Elise, Elise, Elise. Anyway, she's a great character, too. I love her. Also, Um, I know Psycho is on my list, but this is maybe my favorite horror movie score. This one? Insidious. It's really good. Yeah. Icon- like, as I, almost to me, I'm like, how is that not as iconic as like Psycho in some ways? Am I am I it's, crazy no, for that? I like, don't think you're crazy. Like that, it's so good. It's just like, listening to that with nothing else. It reminds me a lot of. I don't know if the composer had any influence from this, but um, Black Angels, Angels of Death by. Oh, okay, you talk while I figure out who the composer is. Is that a movie? No, Black it's, Angels it's a, of Death. Is no, that a no band? this is this is like. Um, oh my God, what's it? Uh, uh, also, I think sometimes a fun, describing a movie it. as fun can have a negative connotation as like, kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever, it's a fun movie. But this this is like one of the most fun horror movies ever to me. It's got the best jump scare, the number one greatest jump scare of all time, I would say, in the 
the red-faced demon right. jump scare. Right. Who is the composer? Who is the composer? <laughs> it's perfect. Like I remember I first saw this movie. Again, it was a situation I was watching it on my computer. I got the DVD from the library when I was in high school. That scene came up. I grabbed my computer. I went into my sister's room. And I was like, you have to see this. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. just watch this. That's this iconic. Is, that like, scares me crazy. every time. This movie still, I've seen it so many times. It's still like a legs up, eyes closed movie for me. But, um, okay, the composer is, um, I wonder if the composer of this movie had any influence from George Crumb. Um, I guess it's, so Black Angels is a movement from 13 images from the dark land. So it's this crazy electronic strings like piece that is based, I think it's from like the 70s because it's very much like, uh, based about the horrors of like the Vietnam War. I think he's like a leftist like composer and like basically I had a, a co composition teacher in high school whose favorite thing to do to his like first year music theory students was to just play this song, this movement from this piece because everybody jumped. It is like that level of violent, horrifying, high pitched, just like scary, scary strings. So I feel like he had to have some influence from that because it's, I don't know, they're very, very similar to me. Maybe. Joseph Bashara, comment below. George Crumb? <laughs> Get in talk, uh, 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 talk to me. Talk to us. <laughs> talk to us about, that should be the sequel. And that's what they're doing next, they're doing talk to me. No, talk to us should be better. See, talk to me is already, I'm like, I don't know how I'm feeling about it. I, I feel like that, I don't know how I feel like that matches sequel. the vibe of the movie. It's like a still fun, you know? Maybe, that's I like guess. a fun movie still. Yeah, it's... That's what... Talk to me is like hereditary, but if also a fun. fun movie. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. okay, should we? I feel oh, like we should also, keep going. right before we go, I mean, right before we go <laughs> off of Insidious, um, Insidious, the Red end. Room, <laughs> when I saw that movie in theaters, for like a third oh, of the I movie, I, I was watching the man sitting in front of me, texting on his phone, full brightness, biggest font known to man, divorcing his wife. <laughs> over text during insidious the red phone the red room not the red phone no the red Black door phone. what am i talking about the red door the red room that's from twin peaks the red door the black phone which which is good by the not the black phone. black phone is bad black phone not gonna be on the list but i would say even insidious five the red door still good but not good enough to save this man's marriage damn there you go insidious rules though love that one always all right. Um, I think I... Yeah, I have, that was the I have same. one more than you. Um, so my next honorable mention, which is sort of in a similar Silence of the Lambs category of this is just one of the best movies, period. But I don't always consider it as horror, really. And that's Alien. Ridley Scott, um, 1979, I believe. Um like Psycho, extremely iconic to the point where I feel like it can kind of be taken for granted. So, like, if you haven't seen Alien recently, watch it. Because it's, and it's, like, another instance of great production design. Maybe some of the best production design. Like, in a film, really, just how they create this world and with the cinematography. It looks, it looks like it should be like a totally modern movie. Some scenes, it's crazy that it wasn't made like right. today. And just the the creation of the world and maybe the best character design in like film history, that's an example of like, obviously, Sigourney Weaver, amazing performance, 
great performances from everyone, great writing, great script, but that all is works as well as it does because the world it builds is so yeah. real and so terrifying. I also like about this movie just like very limited settings, I feel like. Despite it being a space movie, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like yeah. you're it's kind of what can you do within this space? I like that limitation. Like how can you make this still scary and different? I got to rewatch this one too. Yeah, this is an example of that if you want your movie to look good, you're going to have to spend the money on it. Because <laughs> this movie has big-ass elaborate sets. And like now, like Netflix, Amazon Plus, or uh, Apple right. Plus, whatever, <laughs> they'll spend $200 million on a movie that you know people will click on. But that's the only thing they care about. You know, right. They could say this movie had 100 million hours watched, but what is that really... I'm like, 200 million people going to watch a half an hour and turn it off because it sucks. But they don't care. It's all, about, it's all about the stock price. It's all about the quarterly reports. It's all about the earnings. Right. Damn. Whatever. Okay. okay. Uh, let's, let's move on. Since it's honorable mention. I know, Do you I'm have to keep another? Short. I have two more. Okay. I have one more honorable mention. So okay. you go and then back to me, then you. And okay. Then... I'm going to make these quick. I don't have, uh, let's do Oculus is one of my honorable mentions. I don't have much to say about this movie because it's another one I want to rewatch, but it's another one that I also think has incredible rewatch value. It's scary to me every time. There's some scenes from this Oculus. movie that stick with me. I love how you don't, um, you just never really know what's going on. Even when I rewatch it, I forget like what's real and what's not. Honestly, that's like mostly what I have to say about it. So we can skip it if you can't find it. No, it's here somewhere. Where? Oh, here it is. Okay. Yeah, I think like, I don't know. They do a lot with this movie. The concept of reality versus like, I also like that they're trying to like beat something. Um, and they ultimately fail. Spoilers. But um, there's a lot of scary imagery that goes on. Um yeah, there's one scene that sticks with me. Um, I, I don't know. It feels like this is another one that maybe I, I think the theme of these movies I like, I recently learned, is like paranoia and hysteria and not knowing what's real and what's not. And that's kind of also similar to like Midsummer, um, not knowing who to believe or what to believe. Um, yeah, that's mostly it for me for this movie. This The music's good, too. This was the first movie that I ever wrote a review for for my school newspaper did you like it? when i started um i didn't really like it really but also i, like I was it. like it was it was the first movie I, re I had like a notebook in the theater and i was just writing down everything that i didn't like so, so i feel like fair. i was just uh, no, coming at like it the at best a, movie. a different I it's the best i think as far as like this era of horror movies like netflix put on with your friends i think the first time somebody put it on at a party i fell asleep um and this introduced the world to Mike Flanagan, director who is now maybe the most successful horror director of modern time. Like all this stuff on Netflix, he did like the haunting of, oh, of that makes Wet sense. House, Hill House, House Bly Manor, all okay, those well, shows, that Midnight makes Mass. Sense. I didn't even know that. I love I love some of those shows. I love um, Hill House. I love the Midnight Mass. I think like and again, that's another that makes sense because this is Dr. very Sleep. much like what's real, what's not. Um, 
being tricked by a paranormal entity and trying to, it always being one step ahead of you. So really there's no winning and it creates that sense of dread. This scene with the apple and the light bulb, like I will never forget this. I gotta say, and she's I don't... she's so sure. She checks like 15 times. Is this real? And they're like, she's still tricked. I know? gotta say, I don't remember a single scene from this movie. We should watch <laughs> this again. We gotta watch it again. Um, anything else to say about Oculus before no. we move on? To my final honorable mention, a film that we've covered on the podcast. Also, we've covered a bunch of these before. If you want to hear more of our thoughts about them while we're watching the movie, um, you can do that for um, for Midsummer, Hereditary. We'll put them in. We should just put like, well, right, the ones yeah. that we in the notes. Definitely Midsummer and Hereditary. We're, we got to do Insidious coming up. But then we also have done an episode on this movie, Angst, from 1983. A, I don't even remember what country this movie's from. Germany. They speak German. Right? I know they speak German. I don't know if it's like... it's Austrian. Yeah, it's just like Austrian or Dutch or something. I don't know. But this movie is like, it's a guy, he gets out of, he, he did a crime. He was put in jail. The movie starts with him having served his time. He's released from jail. He takes his car, goes to a house, kills everyone inside. End of movie. No, kills everyone inside, immediately gets caught, put in jail again. End of movie. One thing I remember about this movie is I'm like, damn, these European jails are, like, so much better. (laughs) We have the biggest prison system in the world. Well, is it working? This guy's in a hotel. Like... I don't know. All right, my thoughts. That's yeah. another podcast. My thoughts on that. But that's why. Hey, like that's why it wasn't short. rehabilitated. This maybe. movie is not a slow burn. This this is very short. It's right? very in your. It's yeah. It's short. It's quick. It's to the point. I like that about Psycho too. It's another thing where it's like this person does this thing, and it's like the violence, the scariness. It's just like it's just a thing that happens. You know, it's not. It's yeah. not the most groundbreaking thing in the world. It's, it's like this it. is a person who. Just wanted to kill someone, and he just kills them. And it's yeah, he's kind of hot though. <laughs> I'm wrong. Oh my god, I got a boogie. <laughs> maybe I just—I don't know. Maybe he's just—is he European or is he hot? That's the eternal question. I feel like is he a serial killer or is he hot? In this situation, it's both. All of the above. I mean, we had Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, hot I don't know. Serial killer. He's kind of hot. Hannibal Lecter is kind of. Yeah. Know. But, he doesn't not do something for me. I was like, we'll say that. But also, so I think the brilliance of this movie is just how it shows these things in a very realistic way. All the blood is real pig's blood. It's not fake blood. And it really shows. And it's just like a movie to remind you that... There is a lot of bad stuff in the world. In case, in case, in case you, you needed forgot. a reminder, in case you forgot, <laughs> Don't you dare forget. If you want to be reminded of that, watch this movie, um, and you could also watch it with us talking over it. Yeah, if you want. Okay. <laughs> okay. Last let's do my, and then I have to go to the bathroom again before we do number one. Okay. Because I know that's gonna. Before you, you gotta do number to one before we do number one. Yes, exactly. But but I can get through um, my honorable mentions. So. This is another movie. This is why I want to give The Witch another chance because I saw this movie at a party and I was just like, what's going on? But I also, you know, probably wasn't really paying attention. I was just talking to people and like only half watching the movie. Um, It is The Ring. 
um, the American version. I've not seen the Japanese version yet, but um, we just watched this movie like a couple months ago, and I was like, damn, what, did I even watch the same movie the first time? Like, this was really scary. Yeah, I couldn't. I, 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 uh, the okay. the tra it was too small. It wouldn't That's fit okay. on the same screen. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Ring is um, very scary, and again, similar to Talk to Me. Like the special effects and makeup were really good, and the thing about it is they they are really good. I think they could show it for longer if they wanted to, but they don't. Everything is very much flashes, and like you get snippets of of stuff. Like you said, when we rewatched it. There are parts of that movie that. You know, like the, the scary stuff is really scary. And so that's what I'm going to focus on right now. Um, the actual videotape that is like the point of the plot is very scary by itself. That could just be the movie. And I'd be like, damn, I'm scared. Um, that's kind of skin of Marink. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this movie has also just like there's parts of it that I feel like aren't even like the scariest parts that have infiltrated my dreams recently. If you've seen this movie and, you know, the horse scene where she's like on the ferry and the horse is going nuts and then like jumps over the boat and then like goes under the boat and there's just like this blood. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That really scared me. And um, it's probably not even, definitely not even the scariest part of that movie. It's just for vibes, just to create that, again, that feeling of like dread. It's just something awful that happens that makes the scary stuff more scary to me. Um, yeah, and then I had a dream the other night that I was, like, in a river, and, like, I accident, it's a lot, I won't get into it, my dreams are, I, I've been sick, and I've just been having these crazy fever dreams, and this horse, and the river of blood from the ring made it into my dreams, so it's not always, I don't usually have nightmares after watching a scary movie, but wow. this one did it for me, a yeah. whole month later. I like the ring, I feel like the good parts are really great, but then there's some, like, just kind of early yeah. 2000s. Yeah. And it's like, Jeez. I would say, like, let's just get rid of that. Just just get rid of that and name a perfect movie. But also, it's, like, kind of part of the charm of this movie. Is I feel like it's capturing, what, what was it, like, 2002? I think, like, six. Yeah, I don't know. It yeah. feels so early 2000s in every way. Um, and I kind of I kind of like that about it. And it gives you a break because the scary stuff that happens is very disturbing. So... That's pretty much yeah. all I have to say about it. Either way, it's good. good okay, movie. now Watch it not with at a party though, and then you'll think it's true. more scary. Pay attention okay. to it. Now the number, number one, one, we share a number one. Wait, wait, wait! I have to go to oh. number one. Okay, here we are. The number one greatest horror film of all time. As soon as I find, and I knew even when we were making our list, I'm like, I know we're gonna have the same number one. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's, what the, oh, wait, I don't have it in here yet. To me, this is just um, pretty, pretty obvious, number one, um, not to keep you all in suspense, but it is, no, not that, it is the Texas, Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre. Massacre. Chainsaw, two words. Two, the Texas Chain Space Saw Massacre. Important Because that is how they differentiate the <laughs> different entries into the series. They, Because the remake is also called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The only difference being that chainsaw is one word in that. Yeah. Important distinction. But we're not talking about that chainsaw movie. Chainsaw two words. 
If you want to, if you want to hear us talk about that movie, we did an episode about. And it, I will never be watching it again. Probably. No. This it's bad. This movie, this, this movie is just like the greatest horror movie of all time. Come on. I need that is just like it's just like so that. visceral. <laughs> it's just like, I think like that shot right there when she was running out the screen door and he grabs her. I think I saw that shot somewhere in some compilation or something. Like before I actually saw the movie, I was like, oh, it's like I got to see this movie. This like, that's so it just like feels so real. This movie and, has it all. Yeah, and um, shout out to all of the actors and just, filmmakers like, <laughs> who sacrificed a lot to bring this movie to us. <laughs> Apparently, this was a torturous shoot. Um, they had some. 20 hour long days in brutal 100 degree heat in Texas surrounded by animal carcasses and bones. Well, honestly, maybe that's what made the acting so amazing because it's, this is to me like we were having this conversation, we talked about this movie a lot. Um, to me, I was like, I just never want to see a bad, scary movie that's not scary ever again in my life because they had like no money and this process sounds absolutely awful. And it's, like, the scariest movie ever. And it's from the 70s. Like, I, you know what I mean? People always say, oh, like, the older stuff is always scary. I'm like, nah, uh you're wrong. You haven't seen this movie. This movie is so scary. Um, yeah, it just has everything. I love the way it looks. Um, one of my, my favorite shot in all of cinema is making the rounds on Twitter lately. And I feel like I've been wanting to gatekeep it, but it's fine. It, it, it's very good. Everyone should know it's very good. Um, the scene where she is right before she gets grabbed like that, she's like approaching the house um, and the sky is blue and the house is so white and her shorts are so red. And I just love like the primary colors of that shot. I love how big the house looks. Um, and I love how pretty parts of this movie are. The parts that aren't absolutely disgusting of this movie, which is a lot of it, you feel like you're in a uh, hundred degree heat in Texas, like surrounded by rotting corpses. Um, but the rest of it, like, just looks like aesthetically very pretty. And that, I don't know, adds to the whole vibe for me. I love, obviously it was made in the seventies, but I just love how like seventies it feels also just aesthetically. I, it's given me a lot of inspiration in like completely unrelated projects of mine. Um, yeah, we love the grandpa. <laughs> I feel like that we grandpa. both love the grandpa. Um, obviously, iconic final girl right here. She's she's it, man. Um, also, another thing, random side note, but I think a big uh, big theme in like modern horror movies is being deprived of an ability. Like, so having like a disabled character is inherently going to make a lot of things scary, or like. Uh, not necessarily even disabled, but there's some part of your senses you can't use. Like, we have, like, uh, a quiet place, don't mm. breathe. These movies, mm -hmm. like, you can't talk or you can't hear. Or hush. You, or bird box, hush, you can't see. Um, and then Insidious, at one point, uh, Insidious 3, the main character gets injured and then she, she breaks both her legs and she can't walk. We have a disabled character in this movie who is in a wheelchair and from the first moment that you see him, you're like, oh my, what's going to happen with this? Like, what's going on? Um, and he's just an asshole. <laughs> he is also an asshole. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, I could watch this movie so many times and just never get sick of it. The last time I think we watched it together was last summer, and we just happened to be watching it on the day, is, what is it, August 18th? Something like and that. we were like, it's August it 18th. It was the day. 
And then, totally yeah, coincidental. Yeah. They say at the beginning on August 18th. Yeah. Love this movie. Yeah. And like you said, I think what really puts this movie in a separate class is that it is like so depraved and disturbing, but also it's so beautiful. There is yeah. like, it like looks great as like a piece of visual art as well as um, a story. And there is like a lot of like iconic shots for this, like especially like the very last shot where he's swinging the chainsaw yeah. at the sunrise. Um, when she's laughing there. in the truck, like she, and yeah. she drives away. Yeah. Oh God. And also I when people it. get like killed or like hit with the hammer or whatever, and they like fidget and they Horrible. just like, it's like, that's something that you don't see in a lot of horror movies where like if someone gets hit in the head and then it's like your nervous system no, you don't see this movie Just is like, so much realer, you, and they have zero dollars. This movie is so much realer than a lot of horror movies where you just like, like especially slasher movies. I don't normally love like, but this one you could call it that, and it's just like because the way they're killed is so brutal and animalistic. I think this movie is better like vegan propaganda than any of those documentaries <laughs> ever will be because it's like, oh, the score. That's a good segue into the score of this movie which I feel like you should talk about better with the, the sounds of, like, the butcher shop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, What was the deal with that? Again, okay, it's like, I think Carl you told say. me this, so let me do my best to remember what you told me once, which is that um, a lot of the sounds that you hear in the score that aren't really necessarily music when nothing much is happening, when they're just, like, wandering around this house and stuff, um, are, like, is, like, real recordings from, like, a slaughterhouse. Um... So that's pretty scary. It's like the humans are like being treated like 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 animals mm -hmm. and being like put hunted them on the meat hook. and killed in the way that. And so for me, I'm just like, damn, I'm glad I'm a vegetarian when I watch this movie because it makes it. Um, I don't know. It feels it. It makes you realize the horrors of what humans can do to other like living things, but put in the context of doing it to other humans by this crazy family. Um, yeah, I don't know. This movie, this movie rules. Yeah, and then also, it's also like a horror film if you look at it from the perspective of Leatherface, who is this guy who's like developmentally challenged, and just like all these people are just running to his house and screaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what is he gonna do? <laughs> he's it's just a terrible terrified. He's like for he everybody. thinks that he's <laughs> in such danger. He thinks he's the one. In the horror movie. Also, there are, I will say they come, you know, they're few and far between. There are some funny moments in this movie. Franklin being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, the, this the hitchhiker. Family, the hitchhiker. Oh, my God. I love that scene. I love that. There's so many scenes in this movie that I, that I just love and I'll never forget. But um, also, like, this family is just so wild, and we're just at, like, the dinner table with them for what feels, like, so long when you're watching the movie. That is, like, a weirdly, like, darkly funny scene. Because it's just, like, what you're seeing is just, like, so surreal. It's, like, how could this, how could <laughs> the there grandpa. be these people alive with, like, the couch made out of bones? Also, this movie and Psycho, both based on Ed Gein from Wisconsin. That... Ed Gein is, like, probably one of the freakiest killers yeah. ever. Yeah, and he didn't really kill people. He just dug up the graves. It's he so only killed scary. a couple people. He only killed a couple people. <laughs> Come on. Um, he had some lips as a lampshade, oh, like the little string. But... That is scary to me about, the, or just one thing I love is um, 
the uh, towards the end well uh, this is a movie that also feels like it's gonna end and then it doesn't like several times before it finally ends and luckily the ending is like the best way it could possibly end but even before that you're like when sally gets away and then like she goes to the gas station she's like help me there's these crazy people mm -hmm. um yeah you know like I, I love a good fake out like uh, going to help and get finally getting help and seeing another person and telling them how crazy this situation is that you're in and them just also being in on it. I love a moment, you know, we, again, like that's kind of similar to like Rosemary's Baby and Hereditary where there's just someone that you're like, oh, safety. And then it's like, nope, everyone's just like 10 steps ahead of yeah. you and you're just trapped in this terrible situation. Yeah. And I, I, had slash have a sort of joke podcast where you look at every shot in the movie Welcome to Marwin. <laughs> you could actually do that for this movie. You could, and like it'd be good. have like actual conversations about every single shot of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Like even them just grabbing her hair. Like I just yeah. I'm just like watching the trailer now and I've seen this movie so many times. Um, yeah, directed by Toby Hooper. Also just Shout the concept out. of a chainsaw. What a very scary instrument of death to use on yeah, a person. Yeah, I don't think I've ever used a chainsaw. I've never have. I don't want to be near a chainsaw at any time. Please and thank you. Well, there we go. The number one horror movie of all time. Yeah. And the others. Um, thank you for sticking with us. <laughs> how long is this? I don't know how long we've been talking. <laughs> Probably like, you know, I'd say like an hour and a half. Maybe two hours. I don't know. I think that's reasonable. That's about as long as it takes, you know, shorter than our regular episodes. That's true. Maybe we should cut this up for TikTok or something. Yeah, let's cut it up. We could cut it up for TikTok. Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. Thank you for watching this or and or listening to this because you will be able to do both. Um, and we shall be back with some other movies. Yeah. We if will. you want any, um, if you want to recommend any movie for us to, or anything that you want to uh, see us do a commentary on, let us know and we'll probably just do it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Message us at, at Common Scaries on Instagram. Wait, I think I know what our next one is going to be. Should we say it? Yeah, say it. Eraserhead. Eraserhead. One of another, one of the great movies. Will probably be a bit of a debate. Is that a horror movie? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that baby is out. cute. That baby is cute, and I will die on that hill. That nothing makes me more maternal than that little worm baby. So. I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. I think I feel a bit we'll more <laughs> about how what's his name Henry in that movie. Yeah, you feel for him. Harry. See, I'm just like I have more maternal instincts for that little worm than I think I ever would for a human child. So. Yeah. All right, we'll so save you see it for you that then. podcast. Okay, thumbnail. Well, oh yeah, we gotta do a YouTube thumbnail face. Wait, what kind of face? Like.